What's up, guys? Welcome to the Quad Podcast with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris. We got Ryan from Miami. I see you. I know. Producer Josh. Hello. And Haley the Bear. That's crazy, Ryan. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, we are, we are doing this as a Zoom call today so we can get some video out for you guys. But also, just because we were all having trouble getting in one space, and this just seemed like the easiest way to do it. We've been doing Zoom calls for everything else. Why not podcast, too? So, uh, yeah, here we go. Here we are. I can actually see everybody. Ryan can actually see everybody. Yeah, I think this is more beneficial for me than anybody else because I usually just stare at you or a water cooler. Traditionally, it's the water cooler. Um, And now I get to see everybody's faces. This is great. If it makes you feel better, I'll spin mine around so you can look at the water cooler. That's fine. Please don't. Please don't. don't. Yeah, I don't want to look at a water cooler. I do have some good news, though. Okay, I will ahead. be I will be in person to see that water cooler next Monday. Let's yes, go. The return of the quad in the same room on Monday in Nashville, baby. Excited to see you guys and give you guys a uh, hug from six feet apart. Yes. Bring bring some heat gear. We'll take some photos all spread out and socially distanced. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Be a wide angle. That's fine. Very wide angle photo for the quad. We'll, we'll do it. Sports. Yeah, we got a lot to get in today. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump into sports. Sports. All right. So it is official. Dak Prescott has signed his paperwork. That's not what I thought we were getting to, but okay. Oh yeah. No, we're we're starting we're starting off with the Cowboys. Uh, I thought you were getting into baseball. I was like, yeah. All right, we'll go. No, 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 no. We're going. We're going. The most important thing to me first, which is Dak Prescott, at least for one more year. America's team, not America's pastime, Haley. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Yay, Dak's finally signed. We're not talking about missing field goals, okay? We're talking about quarterbacks. It's very important. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> rude! This is so rude. That, no one I goes. Just, no one goes half bear. By the way, you got to go full bear. Yeah, yeah. You got to go all the way. I'm done with y'all already. Goodbye. <laughs> that's well, a record. Space. Yeah, that's quick. Those Five three minutes, minutes of the podcast. He's gone. Honestly, I I, I'd rather have Dottie and Pistol on the podcast. So if you could just get out of the way, we've got them two on camera. Well, you just say hello. She, she clearly is all in on. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> dogs don't seem very interested in talking to us today. Not gonna lie. <laughs> no, she's snoring back there. So, it's cool. <laughs> anyways, is Porter gonna make an appearance in the pod? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a shot of Porter here in a minute. He's all right. He's uh right next. In fact, you know what? He's right next to me. I'm afraid that if you hear a real loud like banging noise. It's because he dropped this bone that looks like a human femur. Like, I, he runs through <laughs> the does. front yard with it, and I have to imagine, like, anybody that sees him coming out of my front door, he just comes barreling out of the front door into the yard, and he never goes all the way into the street, but he gets right up to the edge because he knows he can. And if he comes out with that bone, they have to think that he's, like, probably killed someone who escaped. <laughs> like 100%. <laughs> yeah. But it keeps him entertained. So that's good. Anyway, back to sports. <laughs> so it, Dak it was, Prescott, baby. So it was a franchise tag, right? It's like thirty-one million. What what was the deal? Thirty-four. Yeah, right? it's like uh, thirty-one million, and now they have the opportunity to negotiate until uh, I believe the middle of July. 
And then uh, if, if they can't come to a long-term deal by the middle of July, then it'll be um, after, after the season when they have to negotiate. Well, How much exciting. money was he trying to get? Pardon? Lots, lots of monies. <laughs> I said, did he say exactly how much money he was trying to get to begin with? All right, so there's been varying different reports on this. And the problem is really that we've never seen anything from him. Uh, and we've never really seen what the team has offered. We've heard rumors of everything. And the team has said we've offered this many number of years and this much money. But there's never really been like a breakdown of exactly how that gets laid out, how it's spread over the years, and what the terms are. So we don't really know at this point. And I think he's going to keep waiting for the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick you're Mahomes. Just, you're just so happy you could sh- finally show it off on I video. Know. Team of Destiny! <laughs> um, they're going to wait for Patrick to sign his and figure out what the market is for him. That's what he's looking for. He wants to, I well, think, come I, in three or four. That's stupid. Like, Dak, Dak Prescott is not getting Patrick Mahomes' money, and he knows that. He should know that. I don't know if he actually knows that. Oh, all right. I I love Dak Prescott. I've made that well known. Beyond the fact that I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm a fan of him. I think he's an incredible human being. You've seen a, a lot of the, the charitable giving that he has done early in his career, really early. And uh, just a great person. And I really would love for him to be there for his whole career. However, he's not getting Patrick Mahomes' money. And, <laughs> no. It's just not happening. He can't even get through the playoffs on oh, <laughs> a Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, first of all, the last time you won a Super Bowl, I think I was born. 1985. No. Yes. When was the right. last Bears Super Bowl? When was it? Uh, early. No, we made it in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, Lovey um, Smith, baby. No, 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 no. When was the last time you won? 85. Yeah, so when I was born. But at least we made it again at some point. We did the, the Super Bowl shuffle, okay? That's, like, legendary. Yeah, hey, who, who's your quarterback? Uh, you know what, Foles is going to come through. Super Bowl MVP, <laughs> Nick Foles. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah, at least he's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, beat, beat Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looked great in Jacksonville, too. Uh, hush. You know, my favorite part was Dak's photo on Instagram. Did you see the photo he posted on Instagram of him? It's him in a Cowboys hat, just like all dark around him. And he's just tipping his Cowboys hat. And that was all he posted. No caption, nothing. Just him in a Cowboy. It's nice. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Giddy up, partner. Let's go. Like I said, man, I I don't know if we're going to get football this year. God, I hope we do. But, you know, I'm just excited that we got our quarterback. I'm excited. For another football. year. Let me be excited, Josh. Just <laughs> let me be excited for a minute. I finally found good news. Like, you know what? Actually, let's get to the next thing. This sucked so incredibly hard. And this is such like a a really whiny complaint. But I was really excited because there was golf this weekend. And I was really excited to watch it. And Sunday, I turn on golf and I'm like, this is all I'm gonna do on Sunday. I'm gonna sit on the couch, I'm gonna make a pot of coffee. I'm going to cook some breakfast. I'm going to sit here and watch golf. It's going to be amazing. And it rained out the freaking golf game. Oh, it drove me nuts, man. Like, it was the most depressing thing. And then, like, to make up for it, they're like, well, we're in a weather delay. So here's last year's tournament. Ugh. Nobody wants to see last year's <laughs> tournament. Nobody wants to see that. 
I feel like we can make a song out of this called like the Rona and the rain, you know? <laughs> oh my God. How long have you been teeing that up, Brian? It's been, the wheels have been turning in my head for a good 30 seconds. And I was trying to think, see if I'd hit the note on that. And I failed miserably. Oh Corona my God. And rain. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like First that's the, all, sta- the state of sports right now. So it, I was, I was riffing off on one of my songs. I've got a song called radio in the rain on one of my records, which is what I was doing. <laughs> Thank you for the, I don't, I don't think anybody's buying Corona in the rain. I don't think they want it. <laughs> they don't. Was anybody else watching other than me? Nope. I was, I was busy. Great. <laughs> so every time I pick a sport that is actually on right now that you guys, I'm like, anybody else watch this? Y'all are like, no. Golf what? is another thing that I wouldn't watch unless I'm there. Or it's like a huge game. Golf on Sundays is like the best thing to watch because you get to sit there and by hole seven, you take a nap, you wake up, it's 16, and you got two more holes to go. It's great. Thank you. Thank you, Football's the best thing to watch on Sundays. Well, I mean, it's not. (laughs) By the way, even if sports were going on, there isn't any football right now. I know, but he just made that claim like golf is the best thing to watch on Sundays. Hang on. Here's the deal, though, and he's right. Because when I'm on the bus, which I haven't been on the bus in a long time, and it makes me very sad, uh, one of my favorite things to do when there's, like, the Masters or anything like that, if I'm out on the road, is you you watch, you know, Friday and Saturday, you kind of keep it on, you watch the leaderboard, you watch who's playing really well, and you get to Sunday, and you watch it in bed. And I get to just kind of sit there, and it's like you pass out for a little bit, you wake back up, you see who's winning. It's amazing. It's just a relaxing day. And I sound like an old man right now, but I don't care. (laughs) I'm with you. Jim Nance just lulling you into a nice nap on a Sunday is one of the greatest feelings in the entire world. The best. Thank you. It's just, and by the way, that's not a shot at Jim Nance. We love you, Jim Nance. Oh Uh, yeah. No, this is a, uh, that's a compliment to be clear. Yeah. The soothing pipes of Jim Nance just, just taking you away into a deep slumber. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get to baseball, Bear? Do you have something important to say about baseball other than we aren't going to have any? They agreed. No, they well, did not. Well. They, just have, they just have to sign. They have to sign the safety protocol stuff still, but they came to the sixty-game agreement. Mm-mm. No, they didn't sign it. No, that's Mm-mm. not what happened. What have I been watching ahead. all you morning? Ex- what have I been watching all morning? Story? Yes. So technically the commissioner has the ability to force a baseball season. And that is what he's enacting right now. The players can agree. And I think they are going to agree. There's a lot of other technical terms in there of why the players have rejected all the previous offers because they could file a grievance and blah, 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 blah. However, here's the point where we are. The commissioner is forcing a baseball season. Players are likely to accept that baseball season under the current terms of being paid a prorated salary. And it looks like we're going to have baseball, but it's not because they came to an agreement. The commissioner basically put his foot down and said, this is happening and you guys are going to play regardless of it, whether you want to or not. Well, Do we think everybody me? plays? Do we think everybody plays though? I don't think so. I mean, you've got major league baseball spring training facilities that have all been shut down due to the virus. I think combination of the virus and also players having a sour taste in their mouth over these bickering negotiations that have gone on for months. I think you're going to see massive stars sitting out this season. Well, does that, they probably won't get paid at all then. So why not? Correct. 
Correct. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is they're not really getting paid. They're being paid a prorated portion of their salary anyway. So a lot of the guys are going to look at it as, well, I'm already not making what I thought I was going to make uh, for my safety, my family's safety. The fact that, you know, this might be a start and stop kind of thing if enough people get sick anyway. Um, I'm just not going to play this season. And, and keep in mind, this would keep everything like the way it would be. So players receive the full prorated share of their salaries. The postseason remains at 10 teams. There's no universal DH, like all these things that were floated around. But I'm with you, Bear. I'm just ready to see baseball back, right? I just want to well, see teams hit the field. Well, I've been watching, you know, ESPN all morning, and they brought up a good point that if it's a 60-game season, unlike a regular season base of baseball, the, the games will matter. Like, if you lose a doubleheader, normally it doesn't matter. But if you have 60 games, the games will matter a lot more. So it, it actually makes it more interesting. Yeah, it'll shift like in a week. Like if you go on a mm-hmm. four-game losing streak, like your season may be done. Yeah, I'd like to change my previous statement. Uh, I don't enjoy the, the sleeping during golf. I enjoy sleeping during uh, regular season game number 76 uh, that doesn't matter during baseball <laughs> season when what really matters is like game like 157. No, that is, that is not the same. That does not work. (laughs) Have, uh, have any of you guys watched the long gone summer 30 for 30 on ESPN, the Sosa McGuire doc? No, I didn't get to watch it. You didn't watch it. You love Sammy Sosa. Uh, Listen, I didn't get to watch it. I've been busy. Well, it's incredible. (laughs) Holy cow. Like I, I remember you know, baseball was in that lull after the lockout and like the mid nineties were just kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then that, wait, 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 wait. do do that again. I don't know what's going to happen. And then then that race happened and baseball was maybe the best it's ever been question mark. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Are you putting an asterisk next to that too? And and not just a asterisk, 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 Asterisk. Is that better? Uh, is it, wait, asterisk? Asterisk. <laughs> we talked about this like a week ago. Asterisk. 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 It's, it's a tough word. It's a tough word. Let's be honest. There's someone listening just... at home just going, what in the world is happening? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's listening to this right now going, I don't get this show. What's happening? There's an English teacher listening. That's like shame. <laughs> Asterisk. That's how I've always said it. Said it. Oh my God, y'all. I can't. <laughs> Josh, out. hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Anyway, I, I would say, Josh, I totally agree with you. And by the way, I'm one of those people that I don't follow baseball as much as I follow other sports. So let, let's begin with that, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's a qualifier for me. I, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I love going to games. I love watching a baseball game, having a hot dog and a beer. It's awesome. Um, and I will watch the postseason, but... I don't follow every single game. So I I do think that it will be interesting with the 60 games. I think that'll make everything count. Everything has weight. Um, But I'm, I'm with you. I don't care that they were all on steroids. That was the most entertaining (laughs) summer of baseball out of nowhere that I 
think I've been alive for it. And I mean that. Yeah. And, and having McGuire break it while playing against the Cubs is just like, you can't write that. You know what I mean? That's a sports movie straight up. Like, and it happened in real life. That's true. That's I was going to say, anybody thoughts and <laughs> disagreements? Just, anybody, nope. I, I just, I baseball turned a blind eye to the steroid era, but it was the best years baseball had. Uh, and I, I think fans prefer seeing home runs hit out of the park than pitchers strike out 20 batters a game. That's just what I think. Ratings are going to be better when more balls are flying out of the park. Let's go back to this. Well, they've it's, taken a new turn. Long ball. Instead of roids, they went to sign stealing. So, Haley? <laughs> yes. That, see, here's, here's the problem, though. And this is the thing that everybody always said about Barry Bonds. Like, regardless of whether Barry Bonds had taken steroids, he would have been an amazing baseball player. Because his swing was so compact. He had like, to me, Barry Bonds had one of the most perfect swings ever. And when it comes to something like that, I'm not overlooking it. I don't think anyone should have taken steroids. They cheated. It, they did. That's, that's wrong. However, like sign stealing, man, like that is just so, I'm, like, I'm still mad at the Astros. All right. Everyone should still be mad at the Astros. And the Red Sox. Forget. And the Red Sox. Especially the Astros, though. Yeah. I just wanted to see what was going to fold out with the Astros as the season went on. Like What was going to what? With, how it was going to fold out with the Unfold. Unfold. <laughs> at least we get 60 games where we get to throw at the Astros. So let's, let's, let's take yeah. the win, you know? Let's take what we can get. Let's take fold what we can out. Get. Fold out, fold out, fold out. It's one of my favorite ludicrous songs. <laughs> fold out by Luda. Uh, let's let's also talk about something that's that's a little more serious and um, very disturbing. But the response to it is, has been something that's just uh, incredible. Everything that's going on with NASCAR, obviously. Um, if you guys are not following this, uh, Bubba Wallace, who's the only black driver in the sport. Um, someone put a noose in his garage. Um, they are searching to find out who did it. They're saying that whoever this person is will be kicked out of NASCAR for life. Which, uh, I, yeah, that, that's the minimum that should be done to, to whoever did this. And uh, I, I also just want to say, I mean, it's, it's got to be incredibly, incredibly hard on him. Um, I can't even imagine what he's going through. A lot of drivers have, have expressed that sentiment, just, hey, reach out, make sure he feels loved and supported, and as, as they should. And I, I thought one incredible thing was uh, what, what Richard Petty did, um, you know, who's in his 80s, who has not been to a race since the coronavirus pandemic started, and uh, said he was going to be there, and he, he needed to stand next to his driver, and, and he issued a really powerful statement about it. But... Um, I, I just hate that there has to be a response to anything. This is just absolutely ridiculous and, and a terrible, terrible thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of all I have to say on it. But, Rye, you wanted to d touch on this just a little bit too, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it's not a secret that NASCAR has predominantly been an all-white sport for far too long. And I think we're starting to kind of see that color barrier break. 
you know, it started with NASCAR's strong statement about banning the Confederate flag from from any of its properties and events. And I think that was a monumental step. And yesterday, not only did you see all of those drivers uh, get out and, and basically push Bubba Wallace's car to the front and follow him, that was such a strong showing of solidarity. But I think one of the images of 2020, and while this has been a really challenging year, I think we've made a lot of progress in a lot of respects. The picture and the selfie of Bubba Wallace on the track with all the drivers behind him, kind of in solidarity, all of them wearing masks, all of them together. It was just such a powerful image. So, uh, but I connect, I echo your sentiments too, CY, to hear Richard Petty come out that strong against racial injustice and to stand behind his driver. That was one of the most powerful statements I think we've ever seen from the sport. So kudos to them. They're really making some, some strong change and Bubba Wallace has been at the forefront of it. Yeah, for sure. I love that, you know, he's like, I know I'm not wearing my mask, but I want to show them that I'm still smiling. I love that. I was like, oh, I feel you. I feel you, Bubba. I do. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, they find out who did that and do more than just kick him out of NASCAR because that's absolutely ridiculous. So. It's a threat. I mean, they send him to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to music. Music. So I love that on our end. Is it doing that to you guys too? Whenever it, where it's, it starts loud and then goes like quiet. It tries. Yeah. It, oh, tries it tries to, to compress it. it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's funny. it's trying to compress it so that it doesn't like you know blow our eardrums out, which is oh, kind of. Oh hey, you guys know what I'm experiencing now that we're all at a distance. Look at this. Welcome to my world. Oh, move to Nashville. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, if you were closer, we wouldn't have to worry about that, right? And if you remember correctly, I had to go a whole episode without being able to hear you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have thought that was, like, a benefit to you, Haley. I would be, like, celebrating that. <laughs> Correct. I think that was a mini protest Correct. by Ryan. That was we, a mini, we, mini protest. We love you, Brad. We love nice. you. That was a five-second protest. Five-second protest, yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, I still can't say when the date is, I don't think, um, but I'm working on artwork right now for If That Ain't God, um, which is going to be the next single, and uh, really, really pumped about that. I've had a bunch of people reach out in the past week. I, I don't know why, but like, especially in the past week, people have been like, hey, is that the, is that the next single? Is that what you're going to do? Um, so, yes, anyone listening to that, it is, uh, it is coming very, very soon. Very pumped about that. So I just wanted to put that in there and I, I got to ask a question for you guys. Cause this is obviously, uh, as much as it has impacted anything, um, concerts are, are kind of a, a no go right now. And my question to each and every one of you, and I just want your opinion is if we're in a position to have them at the end of the year, if someone had a concert, would you go? Like in person, going. not 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 the drive-in concerts that they're talking no. about, like an actual no, in-person an concert. Actual concert. Yeah. If it was someone I wanted to see. <laughs> okay, so that, that your answer is just a yes. Do you so go to concerts of people you don't want to see? I I really actually haven't gone to a lot of concerts in general lately at all before First all, all this you've COVID happened. You've been to some of my concerts. I said, you didn't let me finish. I said, besides Chris's concerts, I haven't been to like any concerts besides the Carrie concert 
in God knows how long. So I. And, and how did you get tickets for the Carrie concert? Friend of the show? No, actually, my mom bought Jeff, it. Jeff Johnson? No, my mom, she, he didn't give me the tickets. I just knew he was going to be there. Okay. My mama okay. bought him. Go, mama. All right. I get it from my mama. Shout out to Margarita <laughs> Cheetah. Yeah! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Margarita Cheetah? Where did that come from? We call my mom two Margarita Cheetah because after two Margaritas, she is feeling it. And she's like, wow. <laughs> oh, God. All right. She'll send uh, me. Josh, Josh would, would, you, would you go to a concert? I 100% would. Okay. I, f- I mean... There's a lot of things that would have to happen and there's a lot of, you know, we're on like a almost every week kind of new pivot with what's going on in the world. But um, by the end of the year, yeah, I, th- I think there's some strides that could be made to um, to feel okay about doing that. All right. You know what? Brian, what I, about you? I'm more cautious just because I spend every single day combing through data, especially Florida's coronavirus data. Um, but there are, we are getting to a point where we can resume normalcy and get more comfortable. For example, I went to Disney Springs this past weekend and I felt more comfortable at Disney Springs than I do walking around my own neighborhood. Masks were a thing. Sanitizing was a thing. You know, it was, I, I felt, I felt like we were in the new normal. So it's a complicated answer, but I think I would feel comfortable as long as we continue to progress um, and keep beating this virus. But I'm ready to go back to concerts, man. I was headed on, you know, to come see you on your tour. I have tickets in November to Luke Combs coming to Florida. I had the, you know, Tortuga Fest tickets, which are my favorite event, and that got postponed. So I'm ready for concerts to be back. Okay, Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this around. Would you perform if you had the chance? All right. So obviously I've had to cancel everything and I, I would not perform this summer because I just don't, I don't think it is in a position to be safe for everybody. And it is a safety thing. You know, I, I, not only for the people coming to the show, but you know, I've got my, my steel player is old as hell. Like Terry, (laughs) Terry is old. (laughs) He, He is, he's old. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't want a situation where he was put at risk just because we wanted to go play a show. That's the safety is, is paramount over anything else. And, uh, you know, I miss it. I would love to be out on the road playing shows right now. I really would. But this is just like Ryan said, it's the new normal. It's where we are right now. We're trying to make strides so that hopefully when we get to the end of the year, maybe it is the beginning of next year, who knows, but, we can have concerts again and we can have that and have people come together and still feel like they're being safe and responsible while being irresponsible. If that makes sense. (laughs) And just having a good time, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Concerts are supposed to be levity and fun. And I would hate for anything I did to come across as not taking everyone else's safety into account. I mean, I've had to cancel this past year. We had to cancel two shows because of lightning. Um, and it, it, that's the most I've ever had to cancel in one year. Most years I never have to cancel anything. And it was awful, but it was, you know, people outside on a lawn near a big metal roof. 
I can't do anything about it. If, if there's lightning, we, we got to make sure everybody's safe. And, uh, you know, I, I think that is, is kind of where I stand. Once it becomes to a point where I feel like it's, it's safe enough to go do it, I'll be the first one in line to put shows on sale. And obviously I miss it and can't wait to be back out on the road and be playing music for everybody. But, um, you know, that time's not right now and it sucks, but that is in relation to everything else that's going on and everything that everybody else is having to deal with. Not the most important thing in the world right now. Yeah. Well said. Let's get the new single and the new album out first. Yes. Yes, exactly. Working on that. Positivity. Yeah, Here we go. Let's still get waiting it. on that album. I slapped my still paper waiting. down. Yes. <laughs> do you want? Do you, would you like to explain to the uh, the audience here how you scribbled notes on that piece of paper prior to the podcast? <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. We're doing this on Zoom. And the other thing that I haven't told you guys: if you see my camera shaking, it's because the thing that I stuck my uh, my camera on is trying to fall over. So I'm having to hold my camera in place for the entire hour that we're doing this. So on top of that, uh, my computer was dead, so I could not load my notes onto my computer so that I could look at it without disappearing off of this Zoom call. So I had to take a knife and take a uh, piece of paper and try and write notes on the front of this. It's like an old envelope that where somebody gave me a card and it, it's uh, it, like if I hold it in the light in the correct manner, I can see my notes. It is. That's something I don't that know I why. Do. I don't know why I don't have a pen. I, I just look through my whole house. I don't have a pen in my house for whatever reason. I'm I'm falling apart today, but we're making it work. Old well, I guess I'm gonna guess I'm gonna bring my reserve of pens up to Nashville this week so I can provide you with a few so you don't have to. Uh, Potentially cut yourself by writing with a knife on a letter. Oh my God! Okay, we're that's, looking out for your safety here. That was a long time ago, and it was not a butter knife that I had. My <laughs> Just looking out. Just looking yeah, out. Thanks, thanks, buddy. All right, what what are you listening to, Ryan? Go ahead. It's been a mixed bag, man. I've been on this like revolution kick recently, and listening to to as much reggae music as I possibly can. I don't think there's any time where I'm listening to like reggae that I'm ever in a bad mood. So it's been a mix of Bob Marley, Revolution Radio, chilling out on the boat and, uh, you know, wishing the worries away. Is there a song in particular so I can put it on Spotify? <laughs> yeah, you give us one song, not all not of the a reggae genre. genre. <laughs> good, vi- good vibes by, uh, by Revolution has been the anthem as of late. And that's, it's, it's always a good one. I like to throw on if I'm ever in a bad mood and it just chills me out, get to hang in the hammock and listen to good vibes. I'm probably alone in this, but like, I've just never connected to the reggae thing. It's just not something that like relaxes me or puts me in a good mood. I'm just kind of like, eh. what are you more really? of a death, a death metal guy where you relax <laughs> with death metal? No. You have to listen to Pantera. A little Pantera gets you going. Get I mean, you relaxed. I, I like some Pantera, but it's usually when I'm working Mini out. Pole, double kick. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I just like, I've never, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I know I've never been like crazy about Bob Marley or sublime or any of that stuff. You're crazy. I know. I know. I know. It's a bold <sighs> statement. What kind of beach vibe are you? Jeez. Beach boys. None, evidently. Beach boys. Beach. That's the be- that's the beach vibe I am. 
I don't, that's weird. I would have taken you as a guy that appreciated reggae music, you know, the Bob Marley's of the, of the past, you know, but nope. you're more of a day, you're more of like a day to remember guy. I get it. It's cool. <laughs> I like day to remember. <laughs> so do I kind of want to listen oh. to some right now. All right. That's neither here nor there. Um, so I, I was listening to a band <laughs> called green river. We're just going to move past that. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, oh, no. Just go. keep going, keep going. You keep going. backpedaled away from the mic very quickly. I'm good. Um, there's a band called Green River Ordinance. Have you guys ever heard of them? I think so. I think the lead singer lives in Nashville now and is a writer, but um, it was a song called Outside. It came out in 2009. It's just kind of one of those like feel-good pop rock sort of jams, a lot of big guitars, um, and it popped up on my shuffle yesterday and i was like oh man i love this song oh god oh god <laughs> oh man oh jeez. oh shit it hit like that it hit like that it hit oh, like no. that so green river ordinance there go outside. ahead let's hear it <laughs> actually so this week i'm actually gonna shout out my friend this is his very first single that he's ever released um it released on the 19th on his local radio, Spotify. Uh, but his name is Rory John Zach, and he released a song called Mystery Girl, country song. It's a really cute song, and I just wanted to throw it out there and let everyone know he's brand new, and he just released it, and it's actually really, it's a really good song, and I like it a lot. So go check it out, Rory John Zach, Mystery Girl. All right. Uh, I, I've been on a throwback kick. And so I was going like super classic country stuff and dug back into one of my favorite records of all time, which is the Kentucky Bluebird record by Keith Whitley. So if you're looking for just a song off that, Kentucky Bluebird is one of those songs that didn't get mentioned near often enough, I don't think, when it comes to Keith Whitley songs. And that one is one of my faves. So I've uh, kind of gone back in, my, back in my file a little bit. Have you, ever, in the vault. have you ever covered it? Have you ever covered it? I don't think I've ever sung Kentucky Bluebird anywhere, at least not since I've had my deal. I mean, back when I was doing like, you know, playing the, the patio at El Chico, maybe. So there may be a video on YouTube somewhere. All those old videos no. of you. The video <laughs> did not exist. YouTube did not exist. I don't Did cell phone video even exist back in that day? Very grainy. I mean, you have very grainy, very grainy video. If you had like a trio. The trio, one of the early Kyoceras, yeah. <laughs> wow, we're the old guys for sure. <laughs> yeah, now we are definitely old. This is it. Yep. This I is remember it, when I played Snake on my phone. Hey, that Nokia <laughs> was money. You could throw that across the room and it would never break. First of all, like you calm down about playing Snake on your phone, okay? I loved that actually. See? I loved Snake. Did you play it on your phone or did you play it on your calculator though? Oh, no, I played, actually, I didn't have a phone. I played it on my parents' phone. <laughs> All right, I didn't fair. get a phone until I was like a junior in high school. So they knew, they knew you couldn't be trusted with a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I can't be trusted now? Yes. <laughs> I had to look up the model. Yeah, the Nokia 3310. That, that phone was incredible. <laughs> Listen, right. I was more of a Motorola Razor fan, but that's me. I leave my phone in more Ubers than I do have it on myself. Yes, I get it. But 
<laughs> I'm fine. Don't judge me. Okay. Do you want well, to explain what, to the audience why you have to take so many Ubers these days? Because Hank is still broke down for the third week in a row. Okay, I get it. Hank needs some work. Hank needs a lot of work. <laughs> Hank needs a major, like, ER doctor visit. Oh, I think they need to amputate. No! <laughs> More Hank. Why? <laughs> Y'all trying to press me over here. I can't even go anywhere. All right, let's go to movies. Let's go. Movies. This movie that you suggested, CY, the main female character in this movie is Haley, reincarnated. <laughs> okay, so the movie that we're doing this week, since there's really not a whole lot new out, is The Wrong Missy. It is Happy Madison Productions, which, honestly, I was like, Cool. Like, I'm excited to see that. And um, David Spade is alongside Lauren Lapkus, uh, which I believe how you pronounce her name, uh, are the two leads for this movie. And the, uh, the principle of the movie, if I'm just reading the very, very short description, is disaster strikes when a man invites his dream girl to an island resort, but a previous blind date shows up instead. And uh, this is definitely, um, I mean, this is rated R, right? I believe so. Yeah, this is this is a uh, this is an SFW if there ever was one, and uh, it is poorly reviewed. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> it's here's the thing though. It's it says like if you actually look, it says a uh, five point seven out of ten on IMDb, thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, thirty three percent on Metacritic, but eighty two percent of Google users like this movie. So is it one of those that's just kind of dirty, raunchy, funny, you know, not going to change the world, but a lot of people enjoyed watching it? Because that's what I feel like this is. Okay, y'all, I really enjoyed it. There was just so many quotable moments from that girl. The second I started watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) You want to say that a a little louder? Say that a little louder. She's a mess, and she says this craziest things and i'm like oh my gosh and you're volunteering (laughs) that that's you only because i really she was fine i'm fine there's a there's a quote in the movie where she says to david spade i mean we're either gonna end up married or i'm gonna end up in some ditch somewhere and i'm down for both that's you that's Haley. sitting there doing nothing but but here's the here's the moral of the story while he meant to text his dream girl to invite on the vacation he texted a girl that was more fun so bear you'd be the more fun person on the trip than the dream girl but i'm not a dream girl (laughs) you said it not me i wasn't i wasn't indicating that Sorry, see why we totally uh, took over your movie review here. Nope, nope, go ahead. All in all, a lot of people may not have liked the movie, but I did. Obviously, it's a very, it's very basic, one-sided, like all takes place pretty much in one spot. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of quirky, quirky, quirky moments. That's the only way I can explain it without giving a lot of the movie away. <laughs> so... 
You know, she's the life of the party. Rock out. Let's go. One might even swoon when, in a romantic bubble bath, she places rose petals over her eyelids and dubs herself Hellstar. I am Hellstar! See, this is actually why I picked this movie, because I knew all I would have to do is just kind of lay it up to Haley and let her go. <laughs> I, I did that impression pretty good. <laughs> I don't have rose petals, but if I Yep. Yep. All right. So, uh, I mean, have y'all watched it? Josh, did you watch it? Ryan, did you watch it? No. Oh, come on, guys. I I watched the trailer of it, which I feel like was all I needed to see. You need to watch the movie. You need to watch it. You do. So you're saying that despite the poor reviews, it was a good movie. It was entertaining. It. it was entertaining, it. for it's sure. Entertaining. That's all it is supposed to be. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Uh, it's not good. To, I don't need to watch it again, but I watched it once, and that was enough. Josh, Josh just dumped all over the, <laughs> yeah, dumped all over the are, wrong missing. You guys are out. You guys are out. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you, Josh, for being a part of the podcast. I'm open watching the movie. And watching the movie that everyone was hounding me, like, what movie are we doing this week? And then I told you, and no one watched it except Haley. Well, you I was know, ahead of the game. I was trying to uh, be on the side of the listeners right now, being like, what's it about? It's great. No, no, no. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, Lord. Okay, let's go to the hot take. <laughs> hot take! Hot take! It's two for two. I'm killing it. I like how you had to take a sip of water right after doing that, though. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get you. It'll get you. All right, I've changed my hot take. Oh. Oh. I've changed my hot take. Quite the audible there, Dak. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You going to tell us what it is, or? Nope. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. In my opinion... The 1992 Dallas Cowboys are the best NFL team of all time. Period. Excuse me? Period. They, they won the Super Bowl that year. They went from 1-15 in 15 to Super Bowl chance in one season. Think about that turnaround. Not only were they amazing, not only did they win the Super Bowl, not only are they just an all-time great team, but on top of all that, they were 13-3 and after being 1-15. You can't look at that team and tell me that they aren't amazing. You, like, you can't deny that. And I understand that a lot of people go, yeah, defense wins championships, and they love to talk about And I know, Haley, what you're going to bring up is the Bears' defense and how vaunted it was and how amazing it was. You know what? We're long gone from that. We're not in that era anymore. That's okay, but uh, what we is 92? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm out. You have to let me give my take. We are not in that era of football. It is not all about defense anymore. I mean, you can tell just from the past couple years. I mean, Josh, come on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Team of destiny. That, that is no longer the most important thing in NFL football. And I just want to say that these guys were at the forefront of that. And, and they blew them out. They beat the Buffalo Bills 52-17 to 17 in that game, in the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl. And uh, 
yeah. I mean, you look at that team top to bottom with the triplets and everything else that was going on, you, you're not going to find a better team, in my opinion. You know, maybe the team that went undefeated in 1972, the only undefeated <laughs> team in NFL history, it. but, you know, that too. They went undefeated the whole season, and when, when was that, 72? 1972, the only team to finish undefeated in NFL history, and that would be your Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, were they that much better than everybody else? What What was their sticking point? Like, uh, what were their great qualities as a team there, right? That they were undefeated? Than, yeah, okay, so you had an undefeated season. What were their great qualities as a team? How'd they do the next year? They, lost they won the Super Bowl in, in, in 1973. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they even even ESPN ranked actually Miami and the Bears as the top one and two teams of all time. Where the eighty-five Bears, uh, the top one hundred that they did last year. Oh, okay. And you just remember that off the top of your head when you were like the person that couldn't find your notes that you had written down on Michael Jordan two weeks ago. You just happen <laughs> to remember off the top of your head that the top two teams were the Bears and the Dolphins. Yes, actually, I was I was watching it at work. Hey, who was the team? That, who was the team that beat that 1985 Bears to keep them from the, being undefeated? The Dolphins. I get it, but literally everyone knows that the 85 Bears are one of the most legendary, best teams out there. I mean, come on! Again, they even did the Super Bowl shuffle. That is freaking awesome. Uh, first of all, the Super Bowl shuffle has nothing to do <laughs> with football. anything that we're talking about. Yes, it does because it makes them part of a team. They're a whole team. You no? Is there a documentary on the the, the ninety two Cowboys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't go as planned. The um, <laughs> in the seventy two Dolphins. Been, in fact, there's been multiple. There's been uh. Parts of the documentary dedicated just to the Herschel Walker trade. It's true. Okay, but if they suck so bad and then won the Super Bowl, why does that make them better? Well, because they then won it the next year, too. They won it in 93. Back to Ryan's point about what did your team do the next year. They also won back-to-back Super Bowls. At least our team was good the whole time. What are you talking about? You said that they went from a losing record to winning? Yeah, and your team, that was the last time they won the Super Bowl <laughs> since I've been alive. Let me challenge you at this point. I'll make two fire comebacks to you, CY. Number okay. one, that 2007 New England Patriots team was better than that 92 Cowboys team, even though the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They didn't win the Super Bowl, man. Like, that's part of the season. As that's like saying... You had a team that had like the most amazing run in the regular season, and then they lost at the end. Then they like weren't the, amazing. The seventy-three and nine Golden State Warriors losing the NBA championship to LeBron James. Yeah, but you wouldn't consider that one of the greatest teams of all time, even though no. they lost. No, because they lost. You just made my argument for me. <laughs> they lost. <laughs> Ultimately, well, it doesn't matter how good your regular season was and unless you win the championship. You got to close it, man. Coffee is for yeah. closers. And that's what the Bears did in 85. That is the once. best team of all time. <laughs> they did it once 35 once. years ago. Okay. All right. Chris is talking about year 92. And back-to-back. Like, back. Yeah, and they were back-to-back. Back. So? You're just not making any points right now. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. They're one of the most dominant. Hey, by the way, I really expected like stats or something from Ryan other than well, I got, uh, the team went undefeated. Like, yeah. uh, you want to give us what they were good at? You want to talk seventeen about, like, and zero? There you go. There's the only okay, thing you, you need talk to know. About, like, what what were their good points as a team, though, man? They, they, some had, players. they had arguably the greatest quarterback combo in in NFL history. They also had two thousand yard rushers that season in seventy two. Larry Zonka names. And what were their names? Larry Zonka, Larry Zonka, and, Mer- and Jim Kick, right? Nope. Or Mercury Morris, Mercury, Mercury Morris. Morris, yeah. And they did it there in it four, fourteen games, not sixteen. So they had uh, two less games to compete with than the season that we have now. But they had to get more yards in less games. Correct. Correct. More yards. Thank you, Josh. More yards. Yeah. In less all games. right. Who were, who were with Don Shula, the greatest, the greatest NFL coach in all, of all time. Who, who were their vaunted the wide Clayton, receivers? The Clayton brothers. Duper? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You can't tell me you think those are some of the best wide receivers of all time. We're talking about all time. We're talking about if we put those teams on the field with each other. And I get it that, you know, some of that goes out the window where you start talking about people are bigger, stronger, faster as they, as we've gone further in time. But you could put those 92 Cowboys up against anybody. I don't care what the defense is. I don't care what offense they're playing. Not only did they have arguably one of the best running backs of all time, they had an amazing quarterback. They had amazing wide receiver court, even beyond Michael. I mean, they, they were a stacked team and they went from nothing to everything jimmy johnson one of the best head coaches of all time former dolphin head coach i was okay here's the thing let's go through the hall of famers for the miami dolphins from that 1972 undefeated team because i guarantee you they have more hall of famers on that team than your your 92 or whatever dallas cowboys team wait wait wait, not, wait, wait. Time or whatever so, yeah yeah what about walter payton I, I, okay time out first of all I didn't say who's got the most Hall of Famers on their team. You that's said not best team of all time. No, that's I said the team is the best team of all time. It's a team sport. The Hall of Fame is an individual accomplishment, Ryan. Nick Bonacani. It is an individual accomplishment. Bob Argue Greasy. that point with me. Argue that point Bob with me. Bob Greasy, Jim Langer, Larry Little. Okay, I can keep going here. Don Shula. Yeah, but those names aren't, don't stay in Paul the... Paul Warfield. These are not the same names in the zeitgeist as Emmett Smith, Michael Irving. Like, this, we're not talking about the same stuff here. We're not. And it's also pre-TV. Like, not pre-TV, but like the boom of the NFL live rights. Um, I hate to be Ryan's corner. Did you get what I just sent you? Because I'd rather you do it. No, I didn't. I sent it to Ryan. All right. Here we go. According <laughs> to our friends at BleacherReport.com with an assist oh God. from my buddy Josh Gleave here because he is coming in in the clutch. This is ranking the best teams in NFL history. This is an article from 2017, by the way, which ranks the greatest teams in NFL history. Are you ready? Hang on. Go for it. Hang on, because this is about how interested I'm going to be with this part of your argument. So I'm gonna, you guys get to watch Porter. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. You want to start at number five? Well, it should be, we should do top five, but it should be noted that the 92 Dallas Cowboys are ranked number 10. Ah! All right, let's go with the top 10 at number 10, according to bleacherreport.com. I don't, I don't care what this list is. If it starts with them at 10, that's stupid. This is my uh, list with an assist from Josh. So we're going to listen to it at number 10, your 1992 Dallas Cowboys. 
We don't even need to go at nine, eight, seven, or six. We'll just go top five now. At number five, the nineteen seventy eight Steelers. At number four, the nineteen eighty nine San Francisco Forty ers At number three, the two thousand seven Patriots. Better team than your ninety. Didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super At Bowl. At number man. two, the nineteen seventy two undefeated Miami Dolphins. And at number one, the greatest NFL team of all time, according to BleacherReport.com, is the 1962 Green Bay Packers, who went 13-1 and one and were NFL champions. Where the hell are the Bears on there? Yeah, number eight. see, now, now Haley's pissed. They were number what eight. What the? Eight? Yep. Eight? No, buddy. Eight? I, I have a huge problem with this list, not just because of where uh, my pick for the greatest team of all time is ranked, but for two things, most of these lists that you see, there is this overwhelming wish on behalf of a lot of people that make these rankings to go back to what football, quote unquote, used to be when everybody used to hit hard, when it was all about defense. Like there, there is a love and a just overwhelming sense of nostalgia that comes over people. And they're like, we're going to pick the teams that were like hard nosed. They won nine to six, and it was in the snow, and no one could see. And I get it, and I have a healthy respect for that. I am not taking anything away from great defenses. I'm not taking anything away from those teams. All I'm saying is that you could, or, or if uh, let me let me use a Haleyism. All I'm saying is, <laughs> I, I think the '92 Cowboys would be stacked up against any team that has ever done it. And I think they're the best team of all time. That is my opinion. I'm allowed to have it. That is my hot take. And I'm sorry. The other problem I have with that list is there is no way you can take a team that had a perfect regular season but didn't win the damn Super Bowl right. and all put right. them as one of the best teams of okay. all time. You can't do it. They okay. didn't win. I see your argument. So let's use research paper number two. This is the NFL.com 100 greatest teams of all time. This is according to the NFL, the Shield the beloved yeah, Shield. so it's also going to be a lot of older teams. <laughs> At number six, the 1992 Dallas Cowboys. At number five, the 89 Niners. At number four, the 84 Niners. At number three, the 78 Pittsburgh Steelers. At number two, the 85 Chicago Bears. And at number one, your 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. All right, and did you notice that in, in those... Like rundowns, there was a lot of 84s, 89s, 85s. Because they're like, the greatest. They, I, no, they're not. They're not. This was before the game became a little baby game. Oh, see, and there, there's the argument right there that everybody reverts to. It's true. All right. Like, anyway, we, we've we've talked this to death. Uh, throw it up there. Let's let's do. Uh, it'll be dolphins versus. Is our, oh, we're going to just exclude the Bears entirely. Well, I'm the I'm, <gasps> I'm the swing vote. It's seventy two. It's your ninety two. It's her eighty five, and it's Ryan seventy two. And I think the seventy two Dolphins. So I'm the swing on that. This is well, thank you fair. guys again for uh, joining us. <laughs> my name is Chris. This is See you next fair. week on the Quad. One more time from Haley the Bear, Ryan in Miami. This is a right. I'm Chris.
hold my own pole. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is stupid. Eighty-five bears deserve to be on that pole, and I'm gonna hold my own pole, and I'm just gonna go in your face. 